The Father's Business was founded by Sylvia Gunter to encourage people to a deeper relationship with God. I'm Elizabeth Gunter Powell. And I am Kimberly Roddy. Welcome to the Father's Business Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Father's Business Podcast. And today we are picking back up chapter 11 of Safe in the Father's Heart. This is the chapter on trust as a weapon. We heard a lot from Sylvia last week, and we were focusing on the idea that we can trust God and trust Jesus in these difficult moments. We looked at the verse in Job 13, 15. It says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There's another part of this chapter that's more of part of our story, Elizabeth, where we went to a concert and heard a song that really had an impact and continues to have an impact on us. You know me, I'm the tape recorder. I've got random dates stuck in my head. It was July 13th, 2001. <laughs> and we had just finished uh, our church, the, the youth group that we were both on staff with, hosted a summer conference every year in July called Gold Rush, where like 700 teenagers from all over the Southeast would come and we were kind of the host. And so we we worked like dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're exhausted and it is just like we woke up Friday morning and everybody went home. So we're, we're still trying to undo everything that you have to undo after a conference is over. And I had already had it kind of saved on my calendar because I really loved Alan Levi's music and I knew he was going to be at a church near us that night. We almost didn't go because we were both just worn out, but I was like, let's go. So I can almost feel the exhaustion coming back as we kind of dragged our bodies to this concert. We sat up in the balcony. Like I remember everything about this night and it was great and it was relaxing and it was nice. And towards the end of the evening, he started telling the story of a friend of his who had had cancer, really battled through it. And in the end, she died of cancer. And once she passed away, they were reading in her journal and there was this phrase, the moon is round. Then she went on to describe that that was kind of what she had held on to through this is her statement of trust. And by that, we mean it doesn't matter from our perspective. We think the moon changes. It goes from quarter to half to full and it's you know waxing and waning and all these these terms they use about the moon. But the moon never changes. That's just how much light is reflecting off the moon from our perspective. And so we both kind of held on to that one because, uh, Kim, if you'll remember, we were done with the camp. We had a few days and then you were leading a mission trip to Russia. Mm-hmm. I was leading one to Romania. You were going off staff at the church because you're about to move to Texas and start seminary. Uh, your grandmother wasn't doing well. She had cancer. Mm-hmm. And so there was just a lot going on that night that we needed to be able to hear the moon is round. Yeah. And we thought that that was a hard, well, we did I, I don't, you know, you we never. Were, yeah. We were kind of <laughs> struggling, but we had no idea what was coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you always know what's coming out of God's graciousness, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, life got a lot harder in the near future. I mean, even for you, you were wondering about moving back overseas and then 9-11 happened. Right. Um, shortly after that, which changed a lot of things. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, Today, we talk about 2020, right? And we all know what that means, COVID. But right. back then, everything centered around 9-11. I mean, it yeah. still does to a certain degree. A lot of the changes sure. was just not as front and center. So, I mean, yeah, Kimberly, you're right. There was a lot going on. Um, came back from Romania, really felt God calling me and saying, this is your time to go back. 
um, which is something I really didn't think ever was going to happen after I moved home from Romania the first time. So I was excited and scared. And what does all this mean? And how do I raise the money? And in the midst of that, then your grandmother died in August and you really loved her a lot. And that was a huge blow. And I remember being there with you for all of that. And then 9-11 happened. So all of my ideas of God, what's this? You opened this part of my heart again to move back overseas. And now 9-11 is happening and we don't know what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're gearing up to leave and go to Texas. And you and I were dear, dear friends and roommates. And so there was the anticipation of loss there and all the questions you had about starting seminary. And then you get out to seminary and within a couple of months, you hear that your dad has been diagnosed with cancer. Um, it just kind of felt like wave after wave after wave kept coming at both of us after we kind of held on to this new truth that the moon is round. And there was a lot of days as those waves came that I, I didn't even know what to pray. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know what to think. And all I could eke out is the moon is round. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember what it felt like in the moment. And in a lot of those places of grief, you're your mind forgets things. Yeah. I can remember the big events and the overarching scheme and timeline, but a lot of the details are blurry. Yeah. Um, I do remember you often just saying the moon is round. Yeah. Cause that's I didn't know what to say. <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. That's what I was gonna say. You, you didn't know what else to, there was nothing else to say. No. And those are the moments where, you know, you and I both know that when people are hurting and they're in struggling situations, we don't necessarily have to come in and give them answers because we don't have them. Yeah. Um, and and I think it was this season that really showed us that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, in the song, he says it's it's full, it's quarter, it's fingernail, then it's gone. At times, the cloud will clouds will hide it from my sight. The only thing that changes is my partial point of view. But I know the moon is up there every night. When the light cannot be seen, when the circle can't be found, the moon is round, the moon is round. Mm -hmm. And for me, when my dad was sick, and that's all that you knew to say, and that was honestly what probably gave me the most comfort, mm -hmm. that was also a season for me where the body of Christ became very real to me because I mm -hmm. was in Texas where I only had a few people that I knew and only one or two people that knew me before moving to Texas, right? Um, right. I had to lean on other people to support me, to carry me and my family through that season. What I remember clearly is in November of 2002, when my mm -hmm. dad passed away, it mm -hmm. was after midnight and it was bright outside <laughs> mm -hmm. because there was... It was like a day or two after the full moon. It was practically a full moon. Um, mm -hmm. You know, to the naked eye, it was a full moon. And um, I remember that's all I needed to see. Yeah. And those are the moments, Elizabeth, where this chapter deals with this. There, I I didn't, it didn't feel good. No. Um, I could take a whole nother podcast and share how I thought that God was going to answer our prayers differently. Yeah. That night, our family was there together and that was not, I didn't think we were going there. I mean, I, mean, I didn't think that's where we were headed. I didn't think that was the end of the story. Uh, so yeah. to speak for my dad's earthly life. And so in the midst of it, not feeling good, 
or right or fair or loving. I trusted in that still small moment that God was still real, that he was still there, that he was still present. Um, I didn't trust that he was good. Yeah. But then why would you, why would you, because nothing about it in your emotions felt good. This, you know, yeah. Losing your dad at in in your twenties when he's only in his fifties, that, that doesn't, that's not the definition of good. Right. And, And I say that because I think that's, fair to talk about too. Like, yeah, it, I would love to be able to fully embody all of trust <laughs> yeah. to be able to fully yeah. say with every fiber of my being, I trust in all aspects and all ways and all areas. I don't think it looks like that. No. Um, I think it's the, the phrase all in, right? Like I, right. I want to be all in, but in those moments, it's, I still trusted didn't mean there wasn't a fight, didn't mean there wasn't doubt, didn't mean there wasn't a struggle. But I knew that I knew that night in November that God was present, that he was real, that he could be trusted to love me and to love my family and to carry us through that season. And he did. And I think that came because I had a relationship with him. Yeah. And I think you'd seen in the past in your life where things looked grim and yet through time, you began to see just even at some of the fingerprints of what God was up to and and never fully understanding why in the world did that happen? I mean, sure. you know, but you do get to see little glimpses of, okay, this is something that came out of that. And this came out of that. And here's what God was doing in my own heart during those times. But as I'm listening to you talk, I have two thoughts bubbling up in me. One is, I think a lot of times I'll I'll speak to myself, but I think a lot of us do this. We put this pressure on ourselves to be super Christians. Mm -hmm. And like, if I am a true believer, I am never going to waver. I'm never going to not, as you're saying, be all in, trust who God is and all those things. And at the same time, Scripture talks about us, we're frail, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're human, we're going to struggle. And it's just, what do you do with the struggle? And and my other reason why I think I struggle to be all in is because I do believe God could do whatever he wanted to do. God could have physically healed your dad on this earth if that was his choice. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's hard to be all in on, I trust you because I believe so much in the power of what God could do. God could have healed my dad from Alzheimer's if that was his choice. He didn't choose to do so. So I, you know, much like you, I clung to the moon is round. And as my mom would look to me and say, why is this happening? Why why, why are we going through this? And I had no answers for her either. You know, why is a very hard question to answer. Mm -hmm. All I could look at her and do is say, mom, the moon's round. And especially this past year of my dad's life, um, it got to a point where we had to put him into a memory care facility because it got to a level where we we are not professionally trained enough to help this. Mm -hmm. And in that process, you know, he fell and broke his hip and then he went to rehab and then he went to memory care and then he got moved to another memory care and then eventually ended up in skilled nursing care. So I moved my dad five times in the past year of his life. And every time that I moved him, it was another just barrage against my heart of seriously, God, like this is your idea. This is your good idea. 
knowing that he's with us, knowing that he was with me every step of the way, but still having this question of, couldn't you just make it where he could go to one facility and everything is fine and we just stay there? Why all of this turmoil over and over and over again? And Kimberly, every time I had to move him, I would wake up in the morning, tears in my eyes saying, I don't want to do this today. And as I drove to help get him moved, there's the moon in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so I know for you, the day of your dad's funeral, we share it in the book, as you're driving to the funeral, uh, you see the moon in the sky. And so there's so many sweet times that God puts that moon up in the sky because I don't have the, I don't even have the faith in that moment to believe it. Mm -hmm. And so he puts it up in the sky to remind me, I'm still here. I've got you. And the same thing happened when, when my dad passed away, March Mm -hmm. 1st was another full moon. And Mm -hmm. as I'm driving to the funeral, it's like, well, of course there it is. Mm -hmm. And the moon is round and, and okay, that's going to give me enough assurance to make it through this very hard day. And so you see the compassion of God and all of that. But again, to me, that's, I struggle with that because I was like, okay, you organize the planets (laughs) Mm -hmm. and allow the moon to be in the sky when I needed to be in the sky, but you also could have saved my dad. You also could have saved Kimberly's dad. You also could have intervened in this situation and you didn't mm-hmm. in the way that I wanted you to, you did intervene. Both your dad and my dad are now completely whole and healed and more of themselves than they've ever been. But that doesn't mean we don't want them here. Right. And not everybody has that story. I mean, every right. you know, there's so many people that question God because of these hard, difficult things and knowing the power that he holds, but not understanding the why. Yeah. And and we've alluded to that in several conversations that throughout the series, what if you didn't have a good father? What if yeah. um, God didn't show up? How How we trust, how we continue to trust and how it's a come and keep coming. Yeah. Um, the choice that's in that because of getting to know the character of God, but then you get to know the character of God and you see that he's capable and powerful. And then he doesn't do certain things that you're one wanting to do. And he's not a puppet master, but then there's things that he doesn't do that like feel unjust or unkind right. or unloving. And it, there's no easy answers for any of no. this. <laughs> and no, it, I, I mean, I, I, questioned a lot of things after my dad died and and, yeah. and it was painful and it was difficult and it was yeah. hard and and still those questions come up and and you wonder things and and at the end of the day for me you know I go back to in Isaiah where he says my ways are higher than your ways and yeah. I have to trust he sees a bigger picture a different picture and Elizabeth I think us sharing in particular for us especially where you are now in the journey you've walked this year that you were just talking about. The title of this book is Safe in the Father's Heart. And the whole thing is about how we want love from our father. Mm -hmm. And God offers that as our father. Yeah. And sometimes our earthly fathers fail us. Sometimes they don't intend to. Sometimes they do intend to. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But in that, for like in this moment, in this particular conversation, our stories right now are about our earthly fathers. Yeah. And how even in the story of our earthly fathers, we needed God to show up and say, the moon is round. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a good father. I'm a loving father. I am a safe father. I kind of wonder why we called it safe in the father's heart, because I'm thinking about that C.S. Lewis quote where, you know, the, the children are asking them about 
you know, Aslan, who represents God in that story. And they're like, is he safe? And they're like, oh, no, child, he's not safe, but he's good. There's times where I question the goodness of God. And there's times I trust the safety of God. Like, do you, yeah. I mean, thank, thank you for trusting me to walk out my faith in this situation. But are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really up to this. And I mean, I'm even just sitting here thinking, yeah, we're talking about losing our earthly fathers and the struggles that we've been through. But what about Christian martyrs? Like there are people in countries being murdered for their faith today. Mm-hmm. And God's not rescuing them either, you know? And so you you can get yourself into a very big space of asking why and do you care and are you there and all those types of things. But that's where it, you just got to come back to the truth of God's word. Yeah. That we're not going to understand it, but we've got to trust it. Yeah. And you, what you just said there about there's even men and women who are dying because of their faith. And we look at that and we say, that's unjust, that's unfair. But it's kind of like we look at them and we don't put blame on them. Whereas in other situations, what did I do wrong to cause, and this is not my question, but like, what did I do wrong to cause this? What did I do wrong to cause this? Right. This pain, this hurt. God, why didn't you rescue me? Why yeah. didn't you not allow this to happen? It, it it is the struggle. It is it is a wrestling process to live in the trust of God because there are those tough situations where you look at and from a human perspective, I see no good thing coming out of this. Mm-hmm. And so why did this have to happen? Mm-hmm. And you know, even you know, think of wars and and I mean you can think globally and you can think por- personally someone was injured not b- because they did anything to you know, deserve it or ask for it but they have been harmed and I don't see any good coming out of that and that is just part of the wrestling with God I just think about re- you know Jacob wrestling all night uh with the, the angel of the Lord and and even Job crying out to God you know where were you Mm-hmm. And God never answers the question. And that's really hard to say. And, and I wish God would just come down and go, okay, here's what I'm up to. But I think even if God came into my life and said to me, here's exactly why I did what I did, I don't think my mind could understand it fully and comprehend it and go, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's just a hard place to get to of having to put some of these things on the altar of God and just say, you are so other than than me that I'm never I'm I'm never going to understand it, but I'm going to choose to trust you anyway. And that's hard. It's real hard. Yeah, I think I just would love to take this moment to say to if anyone's feeling and sensing and believing those things as we're talking, I just want to I want you to hear we're sorry for what you've walked through. It it, it must be incredibly painful. I think I just want to offer people in this moment some empathy, some compassion, yeah. some care, yeah. like. The words "I'm sorry" fall fall flat a little bit too, but I, I'm sorry that that's been part of your story and your journey. Yeah, um, I want to have compassion for you and your story, and um, I pray that you have people in your life that can hold that space for you as you wrestle and walk through these difficult difficult things. Yeah, because that that hope deferred that that pain that that runs so deep. There's just a deep ache. There are times I've been in those places in my own life. And the only thing I could hold on to in that moment is there's the verse that talks about how the Holy Spirit groans mm-hmm. uh, and intercedes. And it's just, just something about that word groan. I just, even as 
for some reason, these things have been allowed to happen. I just think the heart of God also breaks and groans Mm -hmm. to have to watch the children that he loves walk through these things. And the itty bit of comfort that I was able to find in the in the midst of those deep places where I was like, I don't even know how to pray right now. All I know how to do is groan is that he watched his own, like Jesus experienced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we can't imagine the, the depth of the sorrow and the pain and the, all the feeling of what he went through. And so as much as it's hard to turn to God, to try to find comfort or understanding because you kind of feel like, well, you're the one who could have done something about it. It honestly is the only place I know where to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that Jesus knows what it's like. I mean, he experienced every emotion and thing that we experienced while he was here on earth. And so in some ways we have a very compassionate friend in Jesus who can just, I, because I, I remember there's times I've just felt like I've kind of curled up in his lap and I'm just sitting there going, Jesus, but it, it hurts so bad when this happened. And I'm telling him the story and I just kind of sensed, you know, didn't, again, didn't hear an audible voice, but just kind of sensed him going, I know, I know, I'm so sorry. I know mm-hmm. that was, that, that was hard. And then that's why, Kimberly, I just keep coming back to the moon is round, not as, not to throw it out as a trite thing, but just to go, hang on. Mm hmm. Just hang on. If you, if you can't see the moon right now, maybe a few days from now, you'll be able to see it. And so you just, maybe you can't see the goodness of God right now. Maybe you can't understand why he allowed things to happen to you, but just hang on and and open up your heart and hope that at some point there will be an answer. And if you're able to dig back or dig in somewhere and find places where you can trust or where you have trusted, then yeah. you can cling to those places. Um, and sometimes yeah. you you don't have that, but you choose to trust anyway. Yeah. So we hope our conversation today has been an encouragement to all of you. If you find yourself in hard places to just hold on. And if you can see the moon or if you can't see the moon, that the moon is still round. So we want to close our podcast today by sharing uh, Alan Levi's song with you. Its fingernail then gone At times the clouds will hide it from my sight The only thing that changes Is my partial point of view But I know the moon is up there every night when the light cannot be seen When the circle can't be found The moon is round The moon is round The moon is round One day it's just a shadow Dark and On another, it's a halo shining bright. It wraps itself in swaddling clothes someday. 
the next It's in a gown of silver light Just a tiny string of thread And a bright and golden crown The moon is round, the moon is round Like the ocean floor and the air I breathe I will trust in things that I cannot see I believe there is love watching over me strong and sure the moon is round the moon is round the moon is round the moon is round I want to thank you for listening to the Father's Business Podcast. Check us out at thefathersbusiness.com or follow us at thefathersbiz on Instagram and Facebook.